The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Life is very precious. And when someone lives to be 100, the question people always ask is, what's your secret? Well, today we'll be sharing proven and vital secrets of living a longer, healthier life. Come and join us. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. With me in the studio today is Jennifer Skews, a health psychologist, and Dr. John Clark. Welcome, Jennifer, and welcome, Thank John. You. Thank nice you. Nice to have you with us again. And uh, John, you've got a bunch of stories for us today, and <laughs> we're talking about longevity, living longer. And so that's something I think we're all a little bit interested in, especially as the, the years go by. So let's hear your first story. You know, people who live longer have become known as uh, living in the blue zone. Okay. It's been a popular thing. I think uh, National Geographic uh, sort of started that off. Mm. And uh, a lot of information has come out of what's called the Adventist Health Study. Okay. And the Adventist Health Study was uh, done back in the 60s and 70s, at least the initial one. And so they became known as people who live longer. Well, the National Geographic, in looking for people who live longer, tapped into that study for the Southern California oh. Adventists. But they also found the Sardinians over in Italy mm -hmm. and the Okinawans over in Japan, all with lots of centurions, people who oh. lived to 100 in their people group. Well, one of the things they noted when they went and viewed these people in person was they thought that they were going to lose their longevity edge because their great-grandchildren were eating more food from crinkly bags, <laughs> okay. more refined foods, it's more true. foods that wouldn't have as good a nutrition. Mm. And this sort of brings me to an experience I had uh, when I decided to go off to college. Uh, my goal was to work my way through college without debt. I called up the college and said, is there anywhere I can live that will be less expensive? Mm -hmm. They directed me to a lady who had kept students in her home for the last number of years, and she was nearly 100 years old. Good honor. Taking, taking in borders. Taking in borders. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I, I told her my story, and she said, well, come on out. I was in Oklahoma. I was going up to Massachusetts mm. to go to school. She said, come on out. I've never done this before, but you're so far away, I can't interview you before you get here, and you have to have a place to land. Mm. So I went out there, and this lady was, as we say, sharp as a tack. Okay. She was mentally there. She, and, and we had quite a conversation, and come to find out, she had taught my grandmother English <laughs> in college. <laughs> oh, there she is feeding you and, and looking after you. That's incredible. Okay. And she was in charge of the alumni <clears throat> at the college for alumni ha that had graduated mm -hmm. 
uh, between 50 and 60 years previously. Graduated. Well, she was active. Very active. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what was interesting about her is she ate a very simple diet. Okay. I mean, oftentimes she'd have something like black-eyed peas, cooked carrots and peas, mm. and beans, or uh, some kind of little salad or something. She ate very little, mm -hmm. and she ate very simply, and she ate good food. Okay. Well, then the cafeteria decided to do her a great favor. Let's save her the trouble of preparing her own foods. Let's send her over a tray of food every day. How old was she when they did that? About 99. Oh, wow. 99 years old. And so every day, somebody from the cafeteria would come over, knock on the door, and sometimes uh, I would open the door. They would bring in this tray of food. Mm -hmm. Lots of refined foods, always a dessert, mm. sometimes a juice, which is a refined food, mm. and uh, she would eat it. Within a year, she didn't know who she was. Oh. Her brain was gone. She couldn't take care of herself. They had to have somebody come in and take care of her that was wow. paid by the university. And within three years, at 103, she died. She died. That was massive deterioration mm. rapidly with... Uh, Seem to be change of diet. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's that's um, that's very sad, really, isn't it? It is mm. uh, to think that happened. Tell us another story. <laughs> Tell us another one. You've got a bunch there, and I'd want well, to hear another Well, she had the longevity, one. and her diet was a principal factor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sadly, yes, yes. She, right. she changed her diet, didn't realise yes. the change of diet was going to impact her. Simple whole mm. plant foods, that's right. And the big Not too much, either. Mm, that's small amounts. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And the big things here that would happen in changing to a diet from the canteen is more of these prepared foods would have ingredients that would affect the brain. Oh, yes, okay. sugars, fats, refined foods, things that clog. They make the brain very, brain very cloudy. And mixtures, combinations I know do that. Like you put uh, milk and eggs and sugar together and it just really affects the brain. Mm. And your certain seasonings, like natural mm. flavors, excitotoxins, mm -hmm. stuff that uh, makes mm. the brain so it doesn't function properly. Right. Mm. Very, very sad. And so that, ha that usually happens to a lot of people mm. a lot sooner than 100, if, even if they make it to 100. Most people so. start with that and then get better because they, they go the other way if they, they change their... Yeah, and let's talk about one uh, yeah. that uh, went the other way. Yeah. Uh, we happen to be uh, staying with a gentleman now and his wife who, when he was in his 70s, mm. wasn't that healthy. Got readmitted to a hospital after an infection and the family didn't think he was going to make it. He then, actually he was single at the time, his wife passed away, mm. and he married into a family of people who took health seriously. Mm. And uh, they started putting him on a much better lifestyle. Okay. And today he's 97, will be 98 uh, very wow. soon. He drives his own tractor, mm -hmm. he splits his own wood, mm -hmm. he's as sharp as a tack. You ask him about the history, I mean any history, history of England, He'll tell you which king came before which king, what oh, happened wow. in the Reformation during that time. Mm. 
just as sharp as a tack. Mm. See, we actually, the, the brain can grow cells. Diet is important, but what we do in our attitude, it's called neuroplasticity. Yes. And neuroplasticity is like the, the, the actual neurons and cells, particularly in the brain, are like plasticine and they can be molded and grow. And there's two main areas in the brain where they store memory, the emotional memory and visual memory, but it's always stored in the five senses. Mm -hmm. So that means things are activated by the five senses, but they find that the particular area of the brain where like those visual memories are about history or what we do, it's called the hippocampus, it actually enlarges as you grow it. And things like exercise, attitude, certainly I believe good food and that mm -hmm. will do it, will enlarge that, that part of the brain. And that's what he was doing. And I certainly believe diet can actually impact the brain on that level. So yet we all need to grow our brain because we will reach, you know, and that's part of the longevity factor is, is growing the brain and having lots of memory cells. So even if we get impacted, we've still got a lot to use. What I find interesting here is that this man not only was looking like he was, wasn't going to make it, as you mm. say, he was close to death, but he was at an age when most people, if they haven't already died in their 70s, they're going to you expect it. You pretty much expect it, yes. that. That's a, not an uncommon thing. But here was someone who not only turned their health around, as you, we've heard your stories in other programs, they've mm. been able to turn their health around, but he was someone who was close to the age when you might expect that, well, it's time to go anyway. Well, he went and, and so from his 70s and now in his late 90s and doing well, splitting mm. his own wood and uh, driving a tractor and... Whatever, and so that that makes to me to me that makes it all the remarkable, mm. all the more remarkable because it shows that it, health can be turned around, mm. and it can do it at any age. Yes. Am I allowed to tell a little story? Oh sure. <laughs> because I, I've I've had a, a lady come to one of our um, <laughs> intensive health programs one time, and she was eighty-seven. At the mm -hmm. time, she had a really bad heart condition with angina. She couldn't make it to the letterbox without stopping a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, when she went to the shopping centre, she had to be taken in a wheelchair because she just couldn't walk around. And she had the pain there and so on. And she had a few other things going on. And within, well, we, that one we took over five weeks. And by then, she was walking for 40 minutes a day. And she was able to do her own gardening again. Oh. She actually had had a carer. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't clean out a cupboard. She couldn't oh look after the place. She couldn't do the garden. And she loved the garden. And she just, she had to have a carer to look after yeah. her. And not straight away, I just can't remember actually how much later this was, but subsequent to doing that course, um, she was actually a carer for a very sick cancer patient in her home. Oh. So coming from being cared for, she a became a carer. And we got a letter from her the other day and I'm just trying to figure it out. I think she must be in her mid-90s now. Mm. So just absolutely amazing. Interesting thing about that lady is she was already a vegetarian, but she was a, what they call a lacto-ovo-vegetarian. Mm. That's using milk, you know, dairy products, eggs yes. and things like that, ice cream and whatever. And so she just eliminated all of those animal products, drank the water and did the exercise. And, and even at 87, 
Mm. And even at 87, she was able to turn her health around. Yeah. She had no angina pain and so on. And she was just a beautiful person, absolutely beautiful. So mm. it is amazing. And I just would encourage anyone tuning in, mm. whatever age you are and however sick you might be, you can turn that around. And I, and mm. I hope that you will. I hope you'll be encouraged to do that. We must never think it's too late no, or we're too old. I forget, oh, I'm too old, I'm too set in my ways and that's yes. not true. You can change anything you want to. Yep. You just need to know what it is and how to change. Yes. And that's the sort of thing John and I do. We help people look at that. That's right. Mm. And, and I think that's fantastic. And, mm. and I think it's lovely too, Jenny, the way that you uh, let people and, and you know move forward at their own pace. Yes. Because that's important. Yeah. Well, everyone's an individual and they're individual it's... personalities and we're all unique. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, um, yeah. and that means you need to learn and read the person and help them use their uniqueness to, to make these steps in yes. the right direction. Yes. But, I mean, these two people we're talking about are likely to reach the 100 mark. And I've yeah. often read stories about people who read, you know, reach that 100 mark or above. Um, and usually they have a very bright mind because mm. they have kept their mind focused, bright. They don't, and stress is a huge factor. So they don't, yes. they don't carry the stress factor. They yes. tend to have a good attitude or belief system that helps them deal with stress or deal with things that are yes. happening. And yes. they just have a good attitude. You know, and a sort of positive, which and makes a huge difference. Yes, and that lady w was able to draw on her spiritual resources, which is mm. huge. And she yes. had, had a lot of, her daughter was very supportive. And uh, so that's all important. The social, mm. the mental, physical, spiritual, social, they all play a role in making us yeah. well or if they're huge neglected role. or if mm. they're not going well. No, they, can, they can undermine, like you're talking about stress, Jenny. Mm. That's the mind, what's going on here that's mm. affecting what's going on in the body and then you said it goes both ways. So. Well the moment we get stressed we lose our focus in the present and what happens when we focus on the past and go over and over the past it feeds depression and when we focus on the future and we start fearing it feeds anxiety. Okay. So all the disorders I see are, are focused either past or future and they're depression, anxiety okay. and they'll switch. They can go instead of being in the present they'll go back to the past and they'll fear the future again yeah. you know this happened then therefore I'm going to you know they worry about that I call it the worry wart syndrome <laughs> we can all do that but okay. um, I find what a lot of what I do is get people to help them focus in the present and instead of worrying about the future solve the problem now if that happens let's work on it now so they're, they're simple things but they're very powerful in getting the brain mm -hmm. to be here and that's these people with long longevity are like that. They're very focused in the present and they really work in the present and enjoy the moment. Okay. You know, and that's why I like the spiritual focus and the social supports and you know, yes. a good attitude, it all combines to that's keep right. them here. Very powerful. Yeah. I remember speaking to you a week or two ago and saying something about, you know, oh, you're getting excited about doing this program. And you said, <laughs> Oh, no, I live in the present. I practice what I preach. Yes. <laughs> I and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll wait till I get there, then I might stress. Yeah, that's right. You're so, yeah. what's the point? Concerned. But yeah. so, so you really it's do. something I've learned because I used to be very anxious. My, I had a very anxious mother because we can learn those, yeah. those habits. And so I've had to work on this. Hence, I, what I've learned, I can now teach others. Yes. And so, so did that take you very long to actually... Uh, be able to do that? It took a long time because I didn't know the skills because I'm going back like in, through the 60s and the 70s and there wasn't a lot around. You didn't go and see a mm. professional person or a psychologist. You just 
bumbled your way through life, literally. Mm. And it wasn't until I started to study more and I found some books to read. And, and that's when I went into psychology and that I learned a lot there. And that was mm. where I was able to help myself because I started to understand how my brain works and why I'm stressed and why I'm anxious. Yeah, okay. you know, so it's really reprogramming, rewiring the brain. Mm. And it just, you just have to make a start. And you, yes, and you have to keep doing it. Yeah, and that's ah, where I okay. keep, so yeah. I help the person to keep doing it, you know, so right. not get them to give up. Or if, if they have a bit of a, a relapse or a, what I call a lapse, then encourage them so it doesn't matter. You know, you're doing really well. Let's get back on the horse basically and ride again because as soon as they do that, they strengthen that new pathway in the brain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's getting them to never give up and not be discouraged if they make a mistake. And, and look, we all do. Yeah. Oh, we, we do. All do. We all do. It, mm. it just happens. Mm. And one of the things I say to myself, and, mm. and I'd actually say it to the people tuning in, this is what I say to myself, today is the first day of the rest of my life. That's right. So whatever, you know, I've, I haven't got things right today in one way or another, I just think... Well, that's past, can't change it. Some we can't Move change. on, move Some forward. We can. Pick it up, yeah. pick up the threads yeah. where we are and just move forward. But this is where when you keep your brain well tuned, you're going to, and have a good attitude, you're likely mm. to follow a better diet, you're looking yeah. after your body more, and it, it reduces the stress factor. Yeah. Stress is about the past and the future, not just about the present. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you said um, one was about the past, one's about the future. If you look on the past, you're looking at... Get depressed. Depressed. And yeah. if you look at the future, it's... It, like you get anxious and you worry about it. Very but it also, uh, the, the brain function changes. The left brain is too active when we get depressed and the right brain is too active okay. when we get anxious. And the right brain is the connection to the emotional brain, which is the fear and the anxiety. Okay. So we, when we get hypervigilant, we've got an imbalance and that's that anxiety. And mm. when we get depressed, we have another imbalance because of the left brain's being compromised. Do you know, I, I read a study where prayer actually helps to coordinate yes. the two Yes, and that's because you're focused brain. in the present. Yeah. So whatever we do in a positive way, focused in the yeah. present, balances brain function. Yeah. That means the whole brain is now in balance and that means we'll digest our food, we'll make better choices, better decisions, you see how, yeah. and we're more alert in the present, yeah. therefore we're going to pick up on things. Thank you for that. Mm. I think it's time for another story. Yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> Good the discussion story. here reminds me, uh, yeah. the, the fellow, the, the gentleman I told you about just uh, bef before we got into this discussion, that uh, in his 70s he was about to die. Um, he had this time when his social group that he was a part of mm. sort of rejected he and his wife. Oh, oh wow. And uh, his mm. wife took it very, very hard mm. and she actually died. <gasps> My but he said when he reflected on it, well, I sort of liked the fight and I sort of enjoyed it. <laughs> it's so same situation, same situation, but different yeah. reactions to exactly the yeah. same thing. Isn't that interesting? And so for people who have a superior longevity, one mm. of the hallmarks is a lot of good social connections. Yes. Mm, yes. And, and a good attitude, being more robust. So if someone isn't right socially or doesn't like you, you don't go down with it. You can bounce off of it or mm. sort it. Mm. Maybe you don't personalize yes, it. Yes, you don't. Or catastrophize it or make it the, mm. the focus of everything. Mm. Yes, and another, uh, when I was in grade school, I was... Uh, Interested to find in the local newspaper a story about a lady they had found that claimed to be 135 years old. Wow, <laughs> that's old. And the newspaper reporters went to her with the question, why do you think <laughs> you've lived so long? Her answer was this, 
I chew my food until I can swish it through my teeth. Oh, John. It. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know what? That's something kids do, but I cannot picture, I cannot picture someone who's over a hundred doing what I've seen kids do. <laughs> well, maybe you could practice it. Oh, I don't, I don't think you'll so. you get to 130. Uh, well, I, no, I'm sorry, Jenny. I'll try it. I, the other things that. I'm fine with, but I just don't <laughs> feel like doing that. Oh, but do you know story. something? Hmm. Now I think about it, I think she must have actually still had her own natural teeth because I don't think you can do that with dentures. <laughs> so I mean, so she was that, healthy. I yeah. think we could probably say that's likely to be the case. Mm-hmm. But this chewing of the food—does that really? Do you think that could have played a role? I mean, that was her belief. Is, is there any support for that belief that she had? There certainly is. There's been studies done on chewing your food well. They often compare 50 chew, uh, 15 chews mm. to 40 chews. Okay. And when they compare the difference, those who chew their food 40 times, eat less food, have better satisfaction with their food, end up with better hormonal results with their digestive system. Mm -hmm. The hormones are better. And so it actually makes for a much healthier person. Mm. Wow. And you're actually getting your nutrition. I mean, we fed our dog a bunch of raw peanuts one Mm. time. And then we went around the yard and picked up the stools that had raw peanuts in it. Yeah, it wasn't eating, it wasn't chewing them. Wasn't so it chewing wasn't, them. just gulped them down. Yeah, you think you got any nutrition out of those peanuts? <laughs> well, guess what? When you stress, you gulp your food and you yeah. don't chew it, you see? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things for de-stressing is to chew your food, taste the food, smell the food, activate the senses. Yeah. A recent study I read showed mm. that if you chewed food or, 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 or got food, that required chewing. Mm. It actually had some substance to it that it reduced depression. Uh, well, it would. Yeah. So we're looking at things like apples that we, we found out were good for the lungs and so on. Apples, the last almonds, granola, I've yeah. got a carrot sticks. Good little story here. This was happened to me when I was very young. I remember I was at my grandmother's and she gave me a banana and she said, you need to chew your food every mouthful 32 times. Well, have you ever tried to chew a banana 32 times? It goes very squishy. And I really couldn't. I think, what? I can't do it. That's that principle. But bananas are you know, a bit soft for that. John, yeah. you've got to reassure me about one thing. There haven't been any studies that say that squishing your food through your teeth has any benefit. Can you? <laughs> there are studies that show when you chew your food really well and break it down to very small parts, mm. it goes into the cells a lot easier. Oh, I, I could yeah. believe all so of that. So that's what the squishing the foods. Are. Oh yeah, I, I know. know. I, know. I was shocked. <laughs> I just couldn't help saying that. Well, that's that's uh, incredible. So we've got a few different things going on here. In the, that story, it was chewing really thoroughly. Mm. And the other story you told was how your attitude towards an event, two people mm. with a different thing. So that's really more in your department, Jenny. What's going on in the mind is affecting literally to the point of death. Well, yes, it can. Yeah, because they looked at the huge. same thing. Yes. They looked at exactly the same event that was happening to both of them and one 
took it really hard and the other actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I mean, suppose it's, a male it's sad that it? one yeah. passed away, but she had oh, a, an attitude that was very negative mm -hmm. and that's for every thought you have, it goes straight to every cell of the body. So if it's a negative Say thought, that again, it, every cell is impacted by every thought we have. So when I have a thought and we have our nervous system, the central nervous system runs from the back of the spine down, yeah. you know, the head down to the spine, and mm -hmm. then it, we've got radiating nerves, the peripheral nerves, we've got an autonomic nervous system. So it's a telegraph wires that go through our body. Whenever I have one thought, it goes to every cell. Every cell is impacted. So you have one negative thought. For example, people who are depressed, I'll never get over it. How do they feel? Their whole body is sagging down. Yes, you yes. see, when you think about the things you think, you, you can feel your body responding think to that thought. Think about the things you think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, what about, what about self-talk? Have you got a few thoughts on that? Because this is something we're doing all the yes. time, not even yeah. aware of it mostly, but well, you talked about thinking about yeah, what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we don't know totally the source of thought. Okay, so, but we always think. And even when we think we're not thinking, we're thinking. We're thinking we're not thinking, you know. So, okay, so I'll get you to say that again. But, but when, when we calm the thoughts, we feel at peace and calmful. It's mm. very low level, gentle sort of mm. thinking that is, and it's usually in the present, right? When we're stressed, we have a lot of thinking and it's very negative. So mm. our, it's like the chatterbox in my brain mm. can bring me unstuck. So if I don't think I can do something and say I'm giving something to do and I go oh, I don't know if I can do that it's too hard and I remember before my brain is doing overtime I won't do it I'll sabotage it or sure. I won't be able to do it yeah. whereas if I go oh no I did that once before and it's okay and you know I'll just give it a go and if I not I'll get some help to do it that makes a huge difference mm. so you can see how how we talk to ourselves yeah and we do a lot we of do that. it yeah uh, yeah we, we have to listen to what we're telling ourselves that's right that's right and we and often catch get, ourselves out yeah and so, yeah, sometimes and we, we do give ourselves good advice, but we don't always listen to it. <laughs> and, and this is where in longevity, a lot of people give themselves self-talk. Well, I'm getting old. I'm going to be on medications. That's right. I'm going to die. I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, yeah. My days are nearly numbered. Yeah. yeah. I, I met a woman who believed she was going to die at something like 65. And every day she'd tell herself she was going to die at 65. I did not follow it up, but I can imagine that her health would have deteriorated. And it's highly likely it was a self-fulfilling prophecy because she believed it, she said it, and she thought it. Mm. Every cell of the body is responding. Mm. Yeah. And this whole attitude thing, I met a gentleman that did research himself in the community near his school. Mm. Mm where he went through from house to house and did a survey. Okay. And he got to know the people and did the survey, and some people just kicked him off the porch and get out of here, don't bother me. Uh, Ten years later, he came back and did a survey again, and those people who had kicked him off the porch were no longer alive. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Oh. The people with the it's angry. Attitude, yeah. Anger is huge. That is such a stress factor. Yeah. We should never maintain our anger, and yet we have a lot of angry people out there. And that will, longevity you cannot have, or longevity you can't have when you're angry all the time. Mm. The blood pressure, as we know, blood pressure, the heart's impacted, the brain's so impacted. very powerful, isn't it? The effect that our mind, our thinking mm. has on our body, and it works the other way around, as you've said. Oh. And... Yes, yeah, I was going to say self-talk, what we think is what we feel and what we feel is how we behave. So if I think I can't, I feel down, I feel discouraged, then I won't do it. 
Mm. Right? And we can actually work from any angle. I can say, well, hang on, I'm not doing very well with what I'm doing, and then what am I thinking and feeling? Mm. Or we can go, I'm thinking this, therefore I'm, I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah. So we can actually pick up at any point. So it's yeah. fascinating, isn't it? You've talked about, you know, the foods and, and mm. so on. And I don't know if we talked about activity today, did we? But uh, that would have come into... Well, the guy that r- runs his tractor and splits his wood. And yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. So so being physically active is very important. It is. And, um, and then our thoughts and, and the spiritual resources mm. Uh, mm. That, that play a role. And social support. Yeah. This is Just a big huge. thing. Yes. You don't find isolated people living to old ages generally. Mm. And this and is the sad reality no. of older people who end up in a home and no mm. one visits them. And I know I've often visited elderly people. Or I go, when I had my mum there, I'd go and visit someone and no one would ever visit them. And the, the joy they would get, you see. So social structure is so vital. Yes, yes. Keeps us all alive. of those things, all, all of those parts that make up a human being, the mental, physical, mm. spiritual, so, social, they all impact one way or the other. They if they're do. neglected, they will impact mm. negatively, mm. but they can all be utilised. And when they're all coming together, there's that synergy effect. It's even greater than the sum of the parts. So it's very, very helpful to, to utilise them all. I think we need to remember that we can do anything we want to with the right attitude, the right beliefs, the right actions Mm. and staying focused in the present and actioning and having a good life. Yes. One of the things I find self-focused people don't live as long as people who focus externally. Thank you for that. Well, I don't know whether we answered all your questions, but if not, you can can contact John or Jennifer by emailing healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au or to watch our programs on demand or download our fact sheets, visit 3abnaustralia.org.au and click on the watch button. And remember, today's the first day of the rest of your life.